You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. attended the final game at Gila River Arena and the Arizona Coyotes finally got back at Nashville for losing the opener at Gila River Arena 3 to 1 all those years ago and they have defeated the Nashville Predators 5 to 4 tonight to end the era of Gila River Arena on a positive note there is so much to talk about first of all what the hell happened <laughs> we sat there like we, we took the party bus out to the arena we sit down before our before we even get in our seats. It's three nothing. <laughs> what the hell happened? <laughs> With the first four shots on goal, but Melka gives up three of them. This game is three nothing. Four minutes in, like the okay. Well, thanks for coming out. Like glad we made the Literally. trip out to Glendale. I, I, and then as they've done over and over again during this last week, they find a way to come back somehow. It's, but but if they don't dig the hole, think how much easier it is. Ah, anyway, it's good. It, it, here we're talking about, we are talking about this Coyotes team that finished the season against St. Louis, Minnesota, Dallas, and Nashville, and win three of them and one of them in overtime. They have seven out of eight points against the best teams in the in the Central Division, except Colorado, which they didn't play, but how did they do against Colorado this year? They won the season series. Nailed it. Absolutely unbelievable. And at this Nailed point, it. And at this point, once this past week happened and we knew that the Coyotes were going to have 31st place no matter what. First of all, I was feeling very discouraged when we found out that the Montreal Canadiens beat the Florida Panthers 10 to 2 tonight. <laughs> 10 Yeah, because we all two. saw that one coming and if that was going to be the thing and the Coyotes winning this game was going to be the thing that spoiled it, I'd be in a very different mood right now. But knowing that they kind of locked up 31st for the Coyotes to trail 4 nothing, score 5 unanswered goals, come from behind in the final game in front of a very, very energetic crowd. One of the best I've been a part of at Gila River Arena in years. I mean, what a way to, no, way but, to do it. No, but you're right. And, and you look at this. If we would have said two weeks ago, right, where they had 30, they were in 32nd two weeks ago. They were last. And you're going, okay, we're talking about the draft. We're talking about 32nd. Great. There's no way. Look at their roster and look at the games they have to play. And then look at, look at what Montreal and their games ahead. Like, there's no chance Montreal's going to win. 
and there's no chance Arizona's gonna they're both gonna lose out and here we are and holy shit if both of those teams don't go on a tear like Montreal wins two of their last three like are you out of your mind the Arizona Coyotes win three in a row and of course it happened now and I was saying to some people which by the way thank you to everybody who rode the bus with us today everybody who we met on the Dosecki's deck everybody that we met um, just in the in the concourse at Gila River Arena. It was so much fun. It was so, so much fun. And we can't even tell you how much it means to us that you all came out and all said and hi. There's and there's some over here. here. Hello. At the, <laughs> at the Lola. At the if Lola. you're still in Westgate watching this, come and say hi to us at the Lola. But, you know, we were... I don't even know what I was saying. I completely no, but you know what? <laughs> you look at this. You look, you look at what happened tonight. And we, we talked about it. If it was 10 days ago, Leah, I was going to go, okay, oh, they, I need, remember. they need to lose out. We want them to lose out because we want the draft pick. But then it got to be kind of fun. Yeah. And we got here tonight and we go, okay, it's the last game at Gila River Arena. It's the last game in Glendale. Let's have a good game. Let's 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 be competitive. Let's have fun. Yeah. And holy shit, it was over. Like it was like what? Like it was it was All three of us nothing. Sitting there together in the stands and that's the section of the PHNX yeah. crew. We looked at each other. It was three goals in three minutes. It was like, it what was is trouble. this gonna? Is this gonna be a ten-two Nashville game? Yeah, it was. It That's was, what it was trending toward. I it always was, believed. <laughs> oh yeah, you always believed because Sean live bet the Coyotes. Sean live bet the Oats. Money on him. But like this team has done over the last few weeks against really good teams, really good teams that are in the playoffs and have something to play for. Like they needed to win. Like, do you want to play Calgary or do you want to play Colorado? Well, yeah, you don't want to play the Colorado Avalanche right now. Yeah. And yet again, Coyotes win. Same. Dallas needs to get in. With those points, Dallas needs to get into the playoffs. Did they win? No. Minnesota needs home ice advantage against St. Louis. <laughs> they don't win. Like, it's unbelievable. So what the question is, and, and the, the important thing for me from this is, where does this take them for game one? This is game 82. It really doesn't mean anything. They're not moving up in the standings. It really doesn't solidify anything. It means nothing. But what does it mean for individual players going into game one for next year? Like, what does this do for a guy like McBain, who, by the way, gets another goal tonight? And I tell you what, the kid's not, he's an NHL player. Yeah. Like, with his size and speed and the way he gets to the net and the way he works, man, he's impressed me. Like, he he's ready to go... He, like right now, if he's not the number two center for this team coming into training camp, I'd be surprised. So now it's a, it's a guys are fighting for their way onto this roster. I tell you what, I, I, I as disappointing as this season was and how bad it was and how hard it was through 82 games, I don't see this next year. I don't see the same story for 82 games next year. I think there's too many young players that are playing well. I think there's too much speed, too much talent. I don't see this team fighting for 32nd next year. And I know this was tough, and it was tough for us to go through every game, and we laughed about it the first eight games. We were getting their ass kicked, 8-2, 7-1, all of those things. I just don't think that's what's happening a year from now. And I think they're too young, too fast, and they're too competitive, and you saw it against other teams in the Central tonight. I, I, I don't know where this team fits next year, but I don't think it's last. Really? In the, you don't think it's last in the Central? You don't think I it's don't last, think it's last in the I, I, don't, I, I'm not, I'm not ready to say, hey, this is the playoff team. I'm not ready. No, we're not quite there yet. But collapse for Connor. 
the plan. Don't forget, Veggie's the goalie on her contract. And yeah. that's the hard part. And that's something we haven't even talked about is the fact that Karel Vimelko was pulled in the first period after allowing four goals on six shots. But on the flip, Hari Sattari came in in relief, although he's not necessarily part of the team next year. But I will say in terms of performances from him, I know he just finally got his first win the other day. But in terms of performances from him, he was lights out tonight. And I'm really happy for him that he got to have his last showing in net for the Coyotes be this one because he had some really, really tough games in that stretch. And the thing I was going to say before when I got distracted by waving to people and recalling yeah, sure. the day was... I was telling some people earlier when we were on the Dosaki's deck, couldn't they have sprinkled these wins throughout some of those really yeah. long <laughs> losing streaks? Like, they matched their win total from 2014-15. They matched it. So 24 wins By the way, season. they got 57 points. And 14-15, they have 56. So, so, they, this, so they actually technically you know, surpassed. Not the worst team in history. Which is unbelievable to think about. From just given, what, just given what we watched. From a week ago, Leah. It's unbelievable. There is no way. Like, you call the DraftKings Sportsbook app. There is no way I would have bet on that. There is zero no. chance. Although I did say, and I will say to Chris in the, in the chat, I called this one. I did say they'd win this game. Five minutes in, I wouldn't have said the same thing. No. They were they were just flat. They didn't have the puck. It was horrific. And and more importantly, Veggie just was off. And I won't even say, like, for a guy like it's his last game of the year. He three of the first four shots go in the net, and it was just, it was almost like did that just go in? Like we were sitting on our seats going, did that just well, happen? And it's funny because I it's almost like I saw the cheering before I registered yeah. what was going on. There's no way I thought that happened. And, and the, it's a concern for me. Like, Veggie, we go into next season. Veggie's the guy, clearly. He's got a three-year contract at nearly $3 million. He had periods this year where he was unbeatable. We could, we look at the, the game in Winnipeg where he makes 46 saves. Unbelievable. Fantastic. He had some of those great wins where he was really solid, and he was a huge factor in those wins. But if you look what he's done over the last 15, from the day he signed that contract until now, it's been, like, his numbers are bad. Like, they're not just, oh, he's okay. They're bad. And so how do you walk away from the season if you're Vimelka? You you don't go, hey, there's something positive there. Oh, I've got something to build on. I've got something I can grab onto. That's my concern. There's nothing that he's like, hey, I can build some confidence from what happened over these games. No, you got pulled in game 82. So I'm worried about that. I, I, I don't know what they're going to do for a backup next year. Do I think it's going to be Sattery? I don't. I don't think he survives. I don't think he's the guy that they that they lean on for next year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Wedgie's back. I think uh, Scott Wedgwood, who's played fantastic for the Dallas Stars, I think he's probably a better option for this team for next year. I am worried about Veggie. I, I think he needs a real summer to grow. He's he's too like this. Like he's too he's he needs, what is good is he good. He needs to be more level. Hundred percent. Be more in the middle. When he's good is good. Mean, when he's bad, he's bad. Yeah. He just needs to be a little bit more. And consistent. that's the, and the, you know what? At twenty five, you expected that a little bit. Yeah. And first year in North American ice, first year in the NHL. So. Hundred percent agree. You hope that next year will be a more consistent year for him because if you talk about. You think the team is going to do better next year? He needs to be 
more toward the what when he was great this year. Hundred percent, and he just needs to find that he's got to find the ability to be more consistent. And he, he's a kid; he's still a twenty-five-year-old kid that's never played in North America before. He's never been through this long of a season, this grueling of a season, and we saw at moments how athletic and quick and great he can be. I just hope they find a way that he can do that game after game after game because he hasn't shown that at this point. And you know what? I mean, maybe this summer he goes away, he works on his game, and, and good things can happen. But th- that was the difference tonight. I mean, I know they win the game 5-4, but to start off in a 4 nothing hole, are you out of your mind? Like against a team that's in the playoffs, there's no way they should have been able to get back in the game. And that's the same thing we could have said in the last game against Dallas. They shouldn't have been back in that game, and yet they do. And I, I credit the young kids, and it's it's McBain and how about Boko Omama? Like on, on the on the first goal that makes it four one, he's scrapping and fighting, literally dropping his gloves off of the goal. Like that's the kind of thing and the kind of exuberance. I don't know if they would have had if they didn't have all of these role runners playing right now. Mm-hmm. If it's the same team that played game one through twenty, I don't know if they're not going. Hey, this season's over. Let's just let's go. Mm-hmm. And now there's so many young guys that have something to play for, something to fight for, that they were able to to perform this way and come back over the last few games. I think that was a big part of it. Yeah, and, and you mentioned McBain getting the goal tonight. Carcone was another one who was on the score sheet tonight. And he's another one who's one of those Roadrunners players who came up looking for that opportunity. And it's funny because we talked to him in Tucson about yeah. a month before he came up with the team. And, you know, you could detect that, that energy and that drive from him. So in terms of talking about players who are going to be fighting for a spot on the roster next year, I don't know if, I mean, throw his name in the hat too, because. And he's been an exciting guy since we, we talked about it. He was a personality down there in Tucson. Yeah. And you've seen how he competes here. And you talk about J.J. Moser on the sheet again, McBain's on the sheet again. I, and I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to say this team is ready to make the playoffs next year. I don't want to get that like, oh my goodness, this team's right there. They, they got 31st out of 32. So I, I can pump the brakes and I can I can temper it a little bit. But I will say this. They have some young, exciting players that are competing and making this team fun to watch. And you put them in a smaller atmosphere at ASU and you add a traffic from this year. And, you know, we, we talked about Dylan Gunther, what a season he's had. Gosh, I don't know. I just don't see this team struggling as bad as they did this year, except for their inability to stop goals from going into their net and it's not just the goalie because we talked about this all season long is their ability to defend and until they defend better goaltending first defending second defending the rush third until they clean that shit up they're not ready and 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 that's the concern for me like their exuberance and are exciting and those young kids all of those things are great but until they stop the bleeding from the defensive side. I don't know if they're ready. And it might be next year. It might be the year after. But the good news for Coyotes fans is it's close. And we can see the excitement. It's coming. And their 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 ability to have young, good, talented players is coming. It's just not there maybe next year. But we made it through this year, Leah. We, we made it. I know. We did it. Everybody watching, we did it. We made it. 82 games. I can't believe it. 24 wins. How many, I can't believe what's it. What's the math on I that? Can't How be- many losses? Leah, the rest losses. This is not the worst therapy. team in Coyotes history. <laughs> I, I, I'm still stunned from a week ago. So they, if the worst team in Coyotes history drafted Dylan Strom, what does that mean for this team? I know. So <laughs> The draft lottery is on May 10th. We do. We will talk about the draft lottery a lot. We've been looking at the draft. And we're looking at players. So here's the good news. 
if there is any good news. First, they have a lottery, and the ping pong balls can go whichever they way they may. But this is this is a draft where where you don't have McDavid, you don't have Matthews, you don't have Sidney Crosby. This is a draft that's more even. Yeah, where you could hit on some players later that, you know, maybe in five years we'll look back and say, oh, that player got drafted at that position. And that's your point. Yeah, you're right. right. You look back at Lafreniere, who's in in, in the New York Rangers system. Nice pick. Yeah. eh. He's not that generation. Cameron Carr was a pick. It was a fourth pick. Yeah. So we're not saying the Coyotes are going to pick four. I mean, <laughs> but, it could, but it statistically could happen. Could happen. Could happen. And if they do, they can still get a really good hockey player. And I think that's what, for this particular draft, if you're not going to get first, this draft's okay. If you're picking in the top five, you're going to get a good hockey player. Now, we talked about Cooley, and we talked about what. Logan, uh, Logan Cooley and, and Shane Wright. Sorry, Shane Wright, Logan Cooley are the top two, and they're centermen, and that's what this team needs. But if they don't get that, there's still really good players there at three, four, five. So let's relax. We'll be there on May 10th when they draw the ping pong balls and all that shit happens. We'll be there, but don't panic yet, because the year to panic is next year. <laughs> if we get the number one next year, then good, oh boy. Why did you just? No, I just said, "Oh boy!" Oh. Because <laughs> I thought you were making. No, I didn't know what that was going on over there. You're looking this way. I'm just looking. What's going on in it? Anyway, well, speaking of statistic anomalies, yes. so here's a, a fun fact about tonight's game: the last time the Coyotes trailed by four goals and one was February eighth, two thousand and two. That's twenty years ago. Prior to Healer River Arena, they won six five against LA in that game. So this is only it was five to one. So this I remember ha- that game. So this, so what happened tonight literally hasn't happened in since two thousand two. Never years. happened here at Heald River ever. So that yeah. So my, like I said, out with a bang. Why not? Well, we've, we're talking a lot about the future, which we will continue to do because we will not stop the level of content we've been putting out. We will still have shows five days a week, even in the off season, even when the Coyotes aren't playing. But we do have, this is the last post-game show of the 2021-2022 season. So let's talk a little bit more about what happened in this game. And for the last time this season, let's look at tonight by, by the, the numbers. numbers. I mean, look at look at that. By four. And by the way, PD side count. Size canceled out by all the fun had. It's your fair point. That's and fair. maybe all the beers had, too. There were some beers. <laughs> there were too. some beers. The party bus, there was some beers. There were beers on the party bus. But look, I mean... In, in the end, it, it was pretty even there. Shot output in the first period was not great. Only two shots, I think, in the first 10 minutes or so ended that first period, 10 to 6 Nashville. Tied in the second period, and then, you know, 27 shots on goal. And Nashville, I'm sure they're not thrilled with what they ended up letting in. Um, but overall, I mean, well, again, we look at look at the when you look at the numbers. Another great night by the penalty kill. So th- again, we look we're looking for small victories, but shit, they won the game. Like I'm, I'm always sitting here trying to find, we'll try to find something positive. We'll try to look at somebody that that performed well. We'll try to look at something that we can build on. The penalty kill, two for two again tonight, but they won the game. I, I, I'm still stunned that they won this game because every t- every team that this team beat over the last week are teams that needed to win for whatever reason getting into the playoffs. These are really good hockey teams. They're playoff-bound teams. They're teams that could potentially do really well over the next few weeks. They need to win, and yet 
they can't beat a depleted Arizona lineup with 11 American Leaguers, two college kids, and a goalie that ended up being from the, the, the Olympic Games. Like, how are they not winning these games? Like, these teams need to win. So I'm concerned and curious to see how these Central Division's team teams play in the playoffs because we're looking at teams two, three, four, and five that the Coyotes either beat or lost in overtime in the last week. The only team that didn't play in the last week is Colorado. Well, and by the way, Colorado's losing so much right now that they maybe they would have been... They lost again tonight. They lose four of their last five. I don't know. Wait, can we restructure the playoffs? Can we start over? Like, can the can the Coyotes get a chance? Like, I don't know. It it's really good to see them compete that well against good teams this late in the year when you could have easily given up, and they didn't give up. They did not. By the way, comment from Chris. PD did indulge in an adult beverage or five. You <laughs> can't prove that. What's the over-under on the number of drinks that know, you I consumed You literally can't prove that. We can't because you disappeared. You went down below and visited with I some did people, get a visit which we'll, people. we'll talk about we'll talk in a little that. bit. But in terms of goal scoring tonight, again— all we've talked about this for the last few weeks with all of the main people you would expect to see on the score sheet: Keller, Kraus, out of the lineup. Once again, Gostaspare, Boyd, McBain, Carcone. Those are the players yeah. on the score sheet. But for Shane Gostaspare, he scored the Coyotes' opening goal of this game as well as the last one. So some bookends, both goals from Galchenyuk, which is great for him. He ended the season with 14 goals, which is. You know, a good year for him, especially considering what he came over for, which was essentially nothing. And it was also a a three-game point streak for him coming into tonight with his points tonight. And because of all that, as our last DraftKings King of the Game of the season goes to Shane Gossespair with his two goals. And he had it quite a few times. He wore the crown quite a few times this season. And I want to give an honorable mention to Sauteri because he did have a really, really, yeah. really great performance. Yeah, and after coming back, after after giving up four goals, and it, by the way, I, I like it, I don't even know if if Vimelka worked up a sweat. Like he was out of the game so fast, and for Sauteri to come in and go, oh shit, last game of the year, what am I going to do? And he was rock solid. Like he was steady. I I think. I think the ice started to get tilted a little bit the other direction once he got in there, which is great. And, and I don't know if he faced as many difficult shots as, as, as what Veggie had to face in the first four minutes. Um, but, yeah, good on him. Sattery definitely is the second king of the game. But when you look at and you look at Shane Gostisbehere, he's the guy over the last, what, three years with Philadelphia really struggled offensively. He had troubles putting the puck in the net. He's an offensive defenseman. They go, okay, we need to get rid of him. So they get rid of him, and not only do they get rid of him, we get a draft pick out of it. Great. (laughs) Just what the Coyotes have been wanting all year. And so what does he do? He puts up his second highest career total in goals. He only bested that in 15-16. His real first year in the league was his best offensive output. And here he is tonight getting 14 goals on the season. There is no way that I would have thought Shane Goss's would have got 14 goals this season. Led the led the back end, which we thought was going to be Jacob Chikrin, who was MIA for the last 20 games. I, I mean, I, uh, we want to talk about Jacob tonight. We'll talk about him more as the season goes on. I, I don't see Jacob Chikrin playing another game for the Arizona Coyotes. I think he's done. I think he, he will be traded before the before the draft, but that's another story. Shane Gossespierre came in, rejuvenated his career, became a leader on this team, and we've got him for another year. So I think that's great news, especially with all of the young defensemen that are coming up and are going to get the opportunity to play um, next season. And you talked about J.J. Modria, Connor Timmins, uh, Mayo, um, 
Danine. Like, look at these are all guys that are 25. Yeah. Like, the future is so bright here. If everybody can just hang on and they've got to get better goaltending when they're ready to win. Yeah. That's my biggest fear is they got to get better goaltending when they're ready to win. And that's not next year. So let's we'll, yeah. we'll pump the brakes and we'll do this all again for 82 games. <laughs> 82 more games of this. I don't know if I can do it. But you just said it's not going to be as bad. I don't think it so will be. So we can do it. I don't think it will be as bad. And I think this, it's going to be and, fun. You know what? Th- this one by in the blink of an eye. I can't believe we're already at game 82. And by the way... $20 super chat from John who said, Petey, it was great meeting you between the first and the second period. Wow. We met so many amazing people Thanks, tonight. John. Seriously, John, everybody everybody we talked to, everybody who we didn't talk to but was just there, I can't even tell you how great of a time so we had tonight getting to meet everyone and just seeing how the PHNX community has grown so much over the course of this last season. This team I know it's not the worst team ever, but it was second worst and it was a really, really bad team and we no, all got through it together here's the thing like leah you and i and this guy who's finally shows up good afternoon um where's your white where's your white coat i know i, I really wanted to play the elevator black. craig thing one last time but we didn't get to play the elevator thing no i feel like we're here to diagnose the doctors are in yeah and we've Bloody, diagnosed said black I did wear black during the I game. Know, I, I, mean, white here. I went. I went by your recommendation. I wore black. Turn out the both. lights. I, I did both. I don't have a white suit. Sorry. I, we missed the jersey giveaway thing. How was oh, that? Like, it was, was cool. It, it was cool. I thought they were going to start stripping and giving everything on their backs after a while. It was crazy to watch, but it was cool. It was a really cool connection with the fans. A ton of people stayed after the game just to connect. The building was electric tonight. It was really good. Came back. It was Amazing. really good. Yeah. But but don't you think, Craig? After five minutes in, you're like, oh shit! Like, yeah, what absolutely. are we doing here? Like, <laughs> yeah. let's go home. We'll start again next year. But I tell you, the crowd got into it. The team got into it, and it was, as you said, it was an electric way to close out this building. And it, you know what? Honestly, I'm really happy they got a win in their last game there because it didn't matter. Montreal. Yeah. By the way, Montreal won two of their last three. Just throwing that out there. Um, but. <laughs> But, but, but how the, mad would we have been if the Coyotes could have lost this game and gotten the 32nd and they won it? So right, at right, least they yeah. won it and we can sit here and say, wow, that was great. Yeah. And I think it was I think it was a good it's again, three wins in a row against very good competitive Central Division teams that are going to the playoffs. And you know what? The Coyotes were just able to hang on and continue to compete. And I don't know if those teams gave up. I don't know if those teams go, okay, this game's over. It's a bad yeah. team. I don't know what happened exactly, but they they were able to beat teams that are in the playoffs. And I guess that's a good, a good something to hang on to over the summertime to get us ready for the fall. Yeah, and even the St. Louis game, right? They came back and forced overtime in yeah. that game. So it's four straight playoff games, uh, playoff teams. You got seven of eight points against them. So pretty encouraging. And Andre just said it. We talked to Andre Turkey, obviously, in the post-game interviews. And he said, you know, you saw where we were two weeks ago. And I, if I had asked you to bet money that we were going to get seven of eight, I probably would have had to beg you, Craig, because they looked awful. They were getting boat raced yeah. every game. Then they come back and play like this. Again, there's the there's the whole tank angle that we can talk about. Um, and We've talked I, about it plenty. I mean, Shane Wright, you want, right? You, you'd For like sure. to have Shane Wright above all those other players. But had someone make the point to me tonight, it was Bill Armstrong who made the point to me tonight, that, look, these, you know, these these players at the top, they're probably in the same sort of group, right? And and if, if we look at this, looking, look at what the scouts are saying about them, 
you can't say that there's a Sidney Crosby or a Connor That's McDavid. That's literally or a, exactly what Peter yeah, said. Yeah, there's not yeah. elite players. So I think they're they're okay drafting in the top four. They feel like they're going to get a really good player. And then we'll see what happens with those other two teams, with Colorado and uh, Carolina in particular. I'm really interested to see what happens in that Boston-Carolina series. Right, because... Carolina draws Boston off the top again, and that's been their nemesis all mm-hmm. along. Like, mm-hmm. It's not inconceivable to say Carolina gets knocked out earlier and there's a higher draft pick for the Arizona Coyotes. It's not inconceivable at this point. Colorado, I think, still, I think they're a team that's got a ways to go. I, I mean, Colorado's a good hockey team. But yeah. Carolina, to me, I don't know. That, that Eastern Conference is so, so equal and so level, and they're all good enough to win. The Boston Bruins team is one of the hottest teams in the league over the last month. Yep. So does that improve? Like, great for Coyotes. Yeah. Yeah, so imagine if they get bounced in the first round. Yeah. You're suddenly picking in the 20s. and Yeah. They'll take that. So let's root for, if you're not sure, where we're going to root for the Boston Bruins in round one. Right. Just How saying. is Nashville not motivated, by the way, tonight to don't win know. this game? When We you talked about that, Craig. Colorado or Calgary. You obviously want Calgary. Not that Calgary is an easy out, but it's Colorado. Unbelievable. You blow just, a 4 nothing lead. Just the number of things that the Coyotes have ruined for teams we talked about. <laughs> them ruining home ice for Minnesota, ruin it, like ruining this for Nashville. So, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of fun. It, at this point, because there was nothing to gain or to lose for the Coyotes, might as well play spoiler. Might as well end it on a, on a good Pellegrino, day. by the way. Sorry, uh, yeah, we didn't, no. kidding, we kidding, didn't get your... Uh, I'm kidding. Where are the snacks? <laughs> Mac, where are the snacks? <laughs> there are no Nutter Bars here. <laughs> There's no nutter butters. <laughs> well Michaela played. said he's well asking me for the snacks. Somewhere out there deposit I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere. The, the voice of God behind uh, the Mac, which is how he introduced himself to Paul Bissonnette when Paul Bissonnette stopped by the Dos Equis yes, tonight, which thank you, Biz, for stopping by. Because um, he's listening for sure, right? Yeah. Let's drive home. 100%. So I got to tell you this story. Like I, I was hoping to get – and Josh Doan obviously spent enough time with the PHN sure. crew already. I was hoping to have him come over and drag his dad over. And he's like, yeah, I'll do it. And then he texts me and says, yeah, my dad's talking to people and you know what that means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we do know what that means. Shane will be the last made. one out of the arena again tonight. It's, Attempts were made. It's hard. And it's hard being the last game in the building. And, it, yeah. and it, so as I walked in tonight and I – you know, I came here. I came earlier in the day today to to, to Glendale, and I, I had lunch with some staff people here, and and I thought, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go to the game tonight. I won't see anybody. Well, shit, we got off the bus. You got off the bus. The first person you yeah. saw you knew it was a park mark, mark parking, yeah. Yeah. and it went from there, and it just got worse and worse and worse. And then for a moment, I got. I mean, I want to say I got proclaimed that I was going to cry, but it was like it was a pretty like I, I can't explain how important this building was to me and my my son over the last 20 years and my son actually got to work the game tonight and i got an opportunity to see him during the game he came up to the dosaki deck um we got a picture together it was um it was an interesting moment it was an interesting day i'm glad it ended on a win and i'm glad the crowd got to be excited and i'm glad the the crowd got to be loud and they got to be into it because at four nothing the people around us were 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 not happy and and you look at the way it turned in the second and the third, and you're like, okay, this is fun. Now, remember, we all were there during playoff hockey. Remember what that's like? Yeah. Like, yeah. you got a, just a tiny, tiny, tiny little taste of it today. That's hope. Like, there's hope that this is going to be a playoff team at some point in the future. Shane Gostisbehere and Travis Boyd both talked about how 
that was probably the loudest crowd they've heard in that arena all year, which is both sad and cool. Yeah, you know, it was it was a nice way to go out. But they they were talking about the fact that they're going into that small arena now. They they really think that that place is going to rock, and they're actually both looking forward to it. Two good guys to talk to tonight because. Travis Boyd, first of all, this is the first time he's had any sort of opportunity with the team, and he scored 17 goals this year. I mean, Nobody I would saw. never no. have predicted no. that. Never in a million years at yeah, the no. start of the season. And you, I mean, as a Toronto fan, you, you know what he did there. You know who he was there. He was maybe a fourth-line center. I don't and, like being pegged as a Toronto okay. fan. Okay, all right. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. ask for that. Okay. But you're right, and... And you look what happens next. And I think it's so important for all of these periphery players. And we'll talk to we'll talk about Boyd's a periphery player. He's not he's not going to be in their future when they're starting to go for the cup. Right. He's not. Right. And you talk about Anton Strahlman, another player that's not going to be there when they're ready to win. But they're very key and very important people right now to bridge that gap from here to there. And Anton Strahlman, again, I thought I thought he was good again tonight. Like he's a guy. I hope they are able to sign him because I think he's an important piece to get them through this mess. I think that's in the works. I really do think that that's in the works. I think we're going to hear something on that in the near future. But Gostas is the other one that I mentioned. You know, he had two goals tonight, including the game winner. Talk about a redemption season for him. I mean, he was left for dead in Philadelphia. They just they just shed his contract down. That's yep. all that they did. They wanted his contract off the books, and now. I mean, look, there there are parts of his defensive game that you can look and say, yeah, he's still deficient in those areas. But the guy can run a power play and he can provide offense for you. And when we get to next year's trade deadline, if he's still playing like this, they're going to get some more assets for a, for a player who has some value on the market. I wonder if the Philadelphia Flyers are looking right now going, easy. Did we did we really? That's what we did. Things didn't go too well in Philly, did they? No Definitely way. did not. Yeah, yeah they, they, they struggled, and they didn't have the offense from the defense. And I know that's what they wanted from Gosses Bear, and they thought he is done. Clearly, he is not. Tonight was a huge game for him, and now we've got a, the Coyotes have him under contract for another year. Yeah, You've got Strawman and this guy that I think they're going to try to lock up. Then you're looking at four guys that are potentially under 25 years old playing on the back end to grow and build you got timmons you got mayo you got Deneen, you got i don't think chicken will be a part of that but you've got so many young guys coming mentored by two guys that have been there i i, I i'm trying not to get ahead of myself and i'm trying to stay over my skis here i you look at this and go shit there's hope like they're really for the first time in a long time for a team that finished 31st to go mcbain was great again today yeah he had a good game nathan smith's a kid i i don't know if he's up He's, but he works. Yeah. Like Nathan's a player. He's just McBain's going to be a guy you notice more. Like McBain's ready. He goes to those areas. He's too. physical. Yeah. He's heavy. Yeah. Yeah. He skates well enough. He's big enough. He's ready today. Yeah. Nathan Smith needs a little more time, which is fine. Um, but you talk about Dylan Gunther coming. You get by with how many draft picks next year coming? You got Michelli, you got Draconi. You go, holy shit, maybe. They got to nail it, right? They got to nail this nail the summer. draft. And that's what my column's going to be about tomorrow. You got to nail is- the draft. This is where the work begins. Got they got through this yep. horrible, painful to watch season. Now they they got to go to work, and it's it's management and scouts, obviously. But there's work for. 
the coaches and players right. as well. That's that's what I'm writing about tomorrow. And, and you wait to see where these where these other first round picks end up. And we've we've always thought they were going to be 31st or or 32nd. They may not be because of the Carolina situation we talked about. So they may be higher picks. They may be mid first round, but they're guaranteed a top high end draft pick for the first time in a while. They can't miss. Like that, that is a huge pick. And so yeah. you hope that Bill Armstrong and the scouting staff that he's compiled, they, like that's, we've, we've seen it, Craig. We've seen it. Like we've seen how important that pick is. They can't miss again. And Don Maloney said in your article, he wishes that it would have been different for his drafting because they had different scouting staff and their development staff. Those two things, Don Maloney said, gosh, he, he blamed himself and, it, and it's not fair. Right. But they, they can't miss again. Yep. They, they don't have that luxury this time. Yeah, I agree. Well, we've been talking about the looking forward to playing meaningful hockey, which I can't wait for this team. There were glimpses of today where the crowd was into it, and mm. I know this game really meant nothing, but where you just you just feel that in your that feeling in your chest of you wanting it to, to go well. And the NHL playoffs start, I think, on Monday already. Or they do, yeah, Monday night. Um, Let's which go. Is so One exciting. day after that critical Winnipeg-Seattle game. Yeah, Winnipeg-Seattle oh, on Sunday. Setting an alarm for that one for Dial sure. In. Yeah, we'll, we'll do a post game show for that too. Just kidding. Um, but the NHL playoffs started, like I said, and the NBA playoffs are already in full swing. So it's a really, really exciting time to bet on games because there's just games all the time in the first round. It's literally my favorite time of the year is the first round of the NHL playoffs. And if you want to bet, be sure to sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX, and new customers can bet five dollars. On any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly, you win no matter what. Plus, place the same game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 back if one leg doesn't hit. So be sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now use that promo code PHNX, bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets instantly. As always, that's 21 and over. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And I want to get to a question in the comments here. Ask this in the Discord. Have the Coyotes officially won the Dylan Strom trade? Huh. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Strom got 22 goals this year. He played on a line with DeBrincat and Kane. Yeah, he was an effective player on their power play. He's become their number one center, but he, he didn't have the production of a number one center. No, no. Yeah, but so now it becomes because Perlini clearly is not part. Perlini's a throw-in, so it's Strom for for Schmaltz. Eh. Do we, could, can we can we confidently say the Coyotes are clear winner of that? No, no, you can't. No. But Nick Schmaltz had fifty nine points in what sixty. Four or five games sure. this year. He was almost a point. For him. Yeah, Career almost high. a point per game player. Um, and and again, a lot of the season when he came back, he got to play with Clayton Keller. Yeah, and they didn't they didn't have a true center between them. They didn't have a true yeah. top six center between them. I wonder what those guys could look like. And and honestly, Petey, if you're looking at this, maybe Clayton Keller's a top line player down the down the road. Maybe he is. But if you could put a center between those guys, and that could be your second line. Yeah. I mean, you look the at matchups. You could see Schmaltz played his best hockey when he's playing with Clayton Keller. Period. No question. And and they were playing most of that hockey with Boyd in the middle. That's and we all talked about how much we loved Travis Boyd. We we like what a great season he had. There is not anybody is going to say Travis Boyd's a number one center. Nope. In the national or number two. So, what if they get that guy? 
yeah, I, I do think Schmoltz is a better player than I do. And I, and I know his production waned once we saw Keller go down. He needs people around him to make it better. But that's not the only player in the National League that you can say that about. So do you have hope going into next season with a healthy Keller? Yeah. Yeah. But who's going to be number one center? I don't know. Right now, I mean, like, if, if they get, not necessarily lucky, but if they if they draft according to their spot, how would Logan Cooley look between those two guys on the second line? And here's I mean, the bigger he's an question. exciting player. He's a, a dynamic player. So we were talking about Shane Wright and Logan Cooley, both one and two centers. Do they play next year? I don't know. Do you like, want to put them in this situation? Do. But don't you want to? I don't know. But you want to have some, some high draft picks again the following year before you yeah. start climbing the ladder. Right. You really need to. I, I, I know it's painful. I know it's hard I, to hear. Yeah. But if you want to build a franchise, you need some of those top picks. And it's hard because we you 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 you've got so much pressure to put that number one or number two pick and play that next year. It's yeah. it's, it's it's what people expect to do, but they're eighteen. Right. Like and is this the best situation? Whether they pick one, two, three, or four, putting that person in this situation right now, what they're trying to do. Is that favorable for that person's career long-term? And I don't know if that's the right path. Yeah. So if they pick three or four, we'd love to see Logan Cooley. Trust me. Love to see Logan Cooley. I just don't If they get Logan Cooley, is he ready to play? Yep. I don't know. I feel like that's a conversation we need to have after yes. the draft, depending on who they draft. Um, and it's funny, talking about Schmaltz and Keller and their chemistry, there's something that actually Sean pointed out to me. So we got the, the yearbooks today. And every player has some fun questions in there, and they had matching answers for a lot of the fun things. So, really? What was it? The goal? What was it? The goal song, Sean? Both of their goal songs are "What's Poppin'" by Jack Harlow. Yeah. <laughs> so you just know that they probably ha- have a good friendship and a good relationship off the ice, and you know we've been talking about. By the way, it. "What's Poppin'" is also at the top of Craig's Spotify list. Sure. <laughs> sure. Of for those keeping score at That's, home, it is also just... how I walk into basically every room. <laughs> <What's poppin'? laughs> By the way, how good is his mic when we're doing this? I know. That's money. By the way, Sean, that's money. (laughs) So should we uh, address the elephant in the room? Um, You mentioned how the fans were unhappy after the first period and they were down 4-0. Oh, my. What did you think of that? Javier Gutierrez got on the mic for an interview and the fans were booing. I was surprised. surprised. Yeah, me too. And it wasn't just a little bit. Like it was, yeah. It was like Gary Bettman yeah. style booing. Like it was, it was a chorus of boos from one end to the other on Javier. What's your read on that? Were you hearing a lot of West Siders unhappy with the team leaving? I, you know, I don't know if it's West Siders unhappy with the team. I don't know if it's people unhappy that are playing in, in ASU in a smaller building. I, I don't know what the vitriol is. Season tickets at the All new those arena. Are possibilities. And, mean, and the, the lack of accessibility to get to go to games next well, year. Oh boy, were they unhappy. They sure were. I, I was stunned. I was too. Yeah. And it was, I don't know if I've ever, like, I used to, it's funny, Craig. It's, you don't remember Norm Green? Yeah. So I used to be a Minnesota North Stars fan. Yeah. And Norm saved the day and was a great owner, and they went to the Stanley Cup Finals. And then, guess what? Norm decided we're going to move <laughs> from the state of Minnesota to Texas. People didn't like Norm that much after that. Yep. So people would boo Norm at the games, and that's the first time I felt that same kind of vibe. You're like, oh, this is really uncomfortable. Like, And, and it was it – was, he was down on ice level getting interviewed by the in-arena host, and you're like, oh, my God, this is uncomfortable. Yeah, like, it, was, it was awkward, especially because they'd been interviewing Jeremy Roenick and Shane Doan, yeah, and everyone right. was, you know, enjoying that and taking it all in. And it was such a great atmosphere seeing all of those players returning, McCulloch, Whitney, Bids, like so many players. So the overall vibe 
going into the night was really positive and they were showing all those other interviews and everyone was cheering seeing them on the jumbotron and all of a sudden that happens i was like oh my god so i'm curious to know what the underlying feeling is is it because they're leaving here is it because if if anyone here is watching or listening who (laughs) did take part in the booing i would just like to know why just, yeah what motivated it yeah I, I gotta believe a part of it is west siders you know not being happy that's i talked to a couple of people who thought that that's what it was but it could be a it could be multiple factors i don't know yeah i, I don't want to speculate i was honest. surprised i was just surprised yeah. yeah 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 definitely well we does i mean we've said it a hundred times i already. booed when craig was announced by the way that was, <laughs> that was totally different that was personal where's your white coat craig Oh my God! Someone said earlier, Craig never coordinates with you. I know he does Also, you were getting a lot of uh, support for your tie. Yeah, earlier it's a good tie. When That's you, a solid when you tie. There we go. Great, it's a solid great tie. tie. There we go. It's a great solid tie. tie. Well, I don't wear white. <laughs> solid tie. Not right your now. color. No. No. Oh. no. oh well. Well, we've talked a hundred times already about that. This is the last game at Hilary River Arena, and the last ten home games, we've been counting down the top ten moments yeah, we should. at we Hilary River Arena, about that. and we have to crown moment number one, which I'm kind of glad tonight worked out the way it, it did, did. Yeah, because man. the number one moment at Gila River Arena in Coyotes history, of course, was tonight. Tonight. You know. It was, it was special from start to finish, like I said, with all of those former players. They brought out onto the ice before the game. It was an unbelievable crowd, a f- huge comeback win. I mean, you really couldn't have asked for anything better for a send-off game. Yeah. And the Coyotes still on the Preds? I think it was good for this franchise for that win. I think if you're going to leave this building, and, it, and you know what? I don't remember this kind of emotion. I don't remember this kind of... You know, when the, when the team left America West Arena and moved out here, I don't remember this. I don't remember the, oh, my goodness, we're leaving America West and everybody, let's have a moment like we're having tonight. But there was that moment. Tonight. Yeah, it's a long history, too, right? I mean, yeah. it's 19 years and and there's so much drama. There's so much drama over those two decades. It's insane. Somebody's throwing something at me. I think Max's throwing something at me. But Craig, it's funny about the uh, snacks question earlier. So. When you read your article, Craig, and you talk about all of the things that were city council and votes and all of yeah. the shit that's involved here. When I look at this building, and I, I spent time here today, it's a building. Yeah. And, and when I'm going to leave here, it's not the building. It's not Glendale. It's not the... It's the people and the moments that I had and the experience that I had in the building with the people that I shared them with. That's what's important to me. So I am, first of all, I'll say this to PHNX, so thankful that I had tonight to be able to say goodbye to this building. Without PHNX, there is no way I'm coming to this game. Zero chance I'm coming to see this. What I went through tonight, there is no way I would have come. I'm so glad I did. Yeah, I got to say goodbye to some people that I wouldn't, wouldn't have had the opportunity to say goodbye to people I haven't seen in years and it was really meaningful to me so thank you to PHNX for that but that takes this further it's just a building yeah. it, the moments are created by the people and the people you share those moments with so we'll create those at ASU we'll create them in Tempe we'll create them wherever the hell this team lands we'll create more memories with the same people and that's what's important is there are more memories to come for this team. And I, I hope they're really, really good, fun ones. I can't wait for a playoff game again yeah. after seeing tonight. When I think about this building, I, look, it's it's hard to ignore that. And Mike Johnson said it best as a franchise spinning its wheels for two decades. It felt like lost opportunity when you could have been growing, you could have been developing, you could have ga- been gaining a foothold in the Valley. 
at the same time, when you go back to how they got to be here in the first place and you think about what the other possibility was, you know, you were there. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Heck talked about it in the story. The NHL was like, you got to get this solved or we're, we're going to move the team. To, we're leaving. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So but hey, you think, props, Craig, props to the city of Glendale, right, for stepping yes. up. Maybe it wasn't the best financial decision in the end for the city of Glendale, but they stepped up and they helped the Coyotes stay in the Valley. And, and maybe what, that'll maybe that'll pay dividends somewhere down the road. You brought up something I think we need to mention. And I know like we, 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 we joke and poke fun at Glendale sometimes, but without Glendale, this team's gone. Yep. Yeah. They're not here. Yep. We're not having this show. We're not talking about the Coyotes. They're gone. So let's be thankful a little bit to the Glendale City Council, the mayor of Glendale at the time, Elaine Scruggs. Without them, they're not here. So thank you, Glendale, for that. And it's a beautiful building. It's just, unfortunately, it's difficult to access for everybody. And I know yep. there's great fans here. I talked to some of them tonight. I, I talked to a gentleman that lived right down the street. Yeah. He said, I'm, I'm a few miles from here. I don't know how I'm going to get to Tempe. I get it. But but the hockey dollar, the hockey money, the hockey people in this valley, unfortunately, are on the east side. Yep. And they need that to make financial stability so that they can put money into the team so they can finally win. It makes sense. Yeah. We're getting there. And how do they how do they maintain that connection? They, they still need to maintain a connection with the West Valley. You can't say, see you later. Right. Yeah, we're, we're ignoring you because this should still be a part of your fan base. It's going to be really interesting to see how they manage the next few years playing in a tiny building where there simply isn't access for a lot of fans. They need to maintain that touch with their fan base, and it's going to be hard with only yeah, what I think 5,000 fans. One of the things we're going to have to talk about over the next few months is how the hell is that going to happen? There are people tonight that I talked to that said there's no way I'm going to be able to go to those games. I can't go. Yeah. Whether it's, it's difficult to get into the building or it's the cost to attend, and I understand that. But there are no upper-level seats that are a little more affordable. So what is this team going to do to bridge that time between now and the time that they're in their bigger building where now we have 16,000 people, we're, we're, we're accommodating five, now we got to get 11,000 more people. Hey, okay, we're ready now, come on. Like, that's the part I'm concerned about. How are they going to continue to build this fan base when they're unable to get those people to watch live? And moreover, we've talked about the inability for people to access Valley Sports. Yeah, and, people are commenting about that right now. Yeah, and how, how, how are they going to watch the team if they can't access Bally's? And it's not just an Arizona problem. Bally Sports, and we're talking about blackouts from baseball, blackouts from hockey. It's a problem. Yeah, no question. And I, I listen, I want to make this clear that it's not the people at Bally that are making that happen. No, we know. no, no. I work no, no. there. There are good people there. 100%. It's, I'm, I'm going to say it because they can't say it. It's their parent company, Sinclair, that is making it difficult on fan bases across the country. But for a team like the Coyotes, you got to figure that out. And maybe you need to band with some of the other teams and say, hey, we, we need a solution here. Yeah. Or we might have to find our own solution because this isn't working. This isn't serving our fan base. Yeah, because if they don't have access to this team for the next three years, they are going to lose mm -hmm. fans, period. Whether they're a winning team, losing team, if they don't have access to the team and they're just a forgotten team, it's going to be a problem. So it's something that's going to need to be addressed yeah. for sure. And on the subject, while we're talking about the history of this franchise in Glendale, I mean, we it was kind of already announced today, but we also get to announce it today. Debuting next week is a brand new podcast on the PHNX network, and we are talking about the story. That oh, wow. <laughs> so next week, you guys, Cheerson Susel, who's sitting just off to the side, I don't even know if she can hear us right now, but is debuting the story, and it's all about 
the coyotes journey in arizona and how things unfolded and she talked to some unbelievable people it's gonna be an amazing series i've heard we've all heard it. it it's good yeah it's, really good. it's, it's absolutely phenomenal so stay tuned for that it's launching next week on phnx so be sure to be following phnx sports across all social platforms for that launch it's going to be unbelievable well, it's a lot of what craig put in his article but you get to hear from the people you get to hear their voices yep. and it's and it's you know it's it's an audio it's hours long of interviews and yeah. you know it's just absolutely unbelievable it's, it's how we got here yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty much exactly I'm how excited. we got to this very moment so it's really really exciting and can't wait for the story so Shout out Cheerston. It's amazing. She was here tonight at the final game as well. So we appreciate all your support. And also, just I've said it already, just because the season's over doesn't mean that PHNX's coverage of the Coyotes is over. We will still have live shows three times a week, audio episodes twice a week, five shows a week. It's not stopping. <laughs> yeah, um, we were Seriously? waiting to tell you till right now, so you oh, won't so you won't geez. run out on us. <laughs> this was it. I thought we were done. <laughs> nope. We're still here and well, you'll be off to you know, wherever with ESPN yeah. now doing the playoffs. Well, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that soon because there's a lot of good stuff. Yeah, coming. yeah. but Craig will, Craig's gonna continue to write amazing content and the Suns playoffs run is kicking off, so Gerald has amazing stuff. The Cardinals draft it's they're in the midst of it so amazing content from them so be sure to become a member at gophnx.com now if you haven't already you can get a shirt when you sign up for an annual membership or you can try your first month just 50 cents if you want to try month to month we saw the josh Jones shirts today for the first time in person they're amazing um a lot of people got those today i said to josh is it weird to see yourself on a shirt he was like this is so bizarre um but it was great having josh out today as well and seeing just all the peach next shirts here just also to see you know we finally used our press seats for the second for time this year. Yep. But just for a whole crew up there. But, Mac was up there. Yeah, but yeah. just Emma was up there. We but, had a lot of people up at the box. But just for you know the first night that we were here on the first game this season to yeah. this last night, just the number of PHNX shirts we saw, the number of yeah. people who stopped us on the concourse, the number of people who came out on the bus, who came to the Dosecki's deck. It's just amazing to see how much this PHNX community has grown, and I'm just so grateful. And I will say this, too, because we talk about hockey content, and we talk about—we understand where the Arizona Coyotes fit in this in the landscape of sports in Phoenix. We get it. Like, we understand, hey, it's a Suns town, it's a Carlos town, whatever. But if you want to hear about this team, and you want to talk about this team, and you want to hear what's going on with this team, honestly— there's nowhere to get that. Like, you can't find out. You want to put on your terrestrial radio and try to get it on a sports drive time? Uh, no. <laughs> They're going to be talking Cardinals and Suns. Yeah. And I'm not trying to belittle that. I'm just saying. It's true, though. Yeah. I mean, but it's true. And we yeah. talk about it five days a week. There is, like, if you want to know about Coyotes and if you've got a friend that listens to Coyotes or wants to care about Coyotes or wants to care about hockey, let them know we're out here because we're going to do this all summer. we got the ping pong balls dropping May 10th. May 10th. We got the, That's the, the draft, next thing. The draft in July. And we're going to talk about hockey five days a week. Till then. We're going to talk about the Stanley Cup getting awarded. We're going to talk about playoffs. There are so many things, free agent signings, trades. Like, and we will be here literally every step of the way. So if you're not listening, well, clearly, if you're not listening, you're not listening to this. But <laughs> tell people to listen. Like, if you want to hear yeah. about hockey... This is really good content. Like Craig Morgan writes breaking news nationally, and he's here. Like, he's here. So if you want to hear what happens first in the Arizona Coyotes hockey, it's going to happen here, period. End. Okay, that was it. I love that. 
Love Does. that little soapbox moment. And the coverage starts Monday. We're going to be back Monday. Monday? <laughs> yep. Shit. Playoff preview, baby. Yeah, we're going to continue to talk about the NHL news um, because there is a lot of it that's relevant to Arizona. But also, it's just really great to see what's going on in the rest of the league. There's a lot of former Coyotes who are going to be playing in the playoffs as well. So Monday at 11 a.m., 11 a.m. is going to be our live show time going forward for the time being. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 11 a.m., and then we'll have audio episodes on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We already have some draft experts lined up. Can I say who they are? Sure. We I have, think you can. We have Chris Peters and Craig Button coming back on, and we also Corey have Corey Promen is going to yeah. be joining us as well. And just next week we have um, former head of scouting for the Coyotes, Tim Bernhardt yeah, coming Tim on. Coming, so, yeah. so just a lot of great guests already lined up. And from, you know, we'll, we'll recap the season a little bit, but then it's right toward the yeah, future. Yeah, I don't want to recap this season. Are we done? I'm with out. That? Okay, I'm done. sure. Then we, <laughs> okay, so this was the recap of the season. Recap. It's so, over. By the way, did they, what did they finish? What was their point total? Was it 57? It was, it was one ahead so of, one ahead of yeah, 14, 15. This was not the worst guy about it already. team. Yep. So I still worked for a team that's last. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> By the way, this is like hey, the 14, most 15 coyotes. sworn on a show I know, in a while. Sorry. Hey, 14, 15 coyotes, you can it? pop the champagne again tonight. It's 1130 at night. <laughs> we yeah, should go. We'll call Dave Tippett and let him know. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, right. Can we see a punch card? We should. We should tell no. him. Hey, buddy, oh. you've still coached the worst team Which, in coyotes. By the way, and, and <laughs> before we wrap up, let's just see some photos from tonight because it was it was a really great night. First of all, we were welcomed in the building on the Jumbotron. Nice. Welcome, PHNX. That was awesome. Um, we also there's the there's crew the in the crowd. That was that was right after all the four goals. So the vibes nice. were low, but the vibes were high in our little section. We were having a blast. Absolutely. There, um, the the last puck drop, which I'm sure will be an iconic photo one day. The last puck drop. With Anton Strallman taking the draw. Yeah, you know, nice. noted sure. Coyote. Noted and, center. Yep, and uh, all of the alumni there as well. So really great to see. And if you missed any of the content from tonight at phnx underscore coyotes on twitter all the content was there i think we lost a cam so we will end this one thank you all so much for watching thank you for joining us all season long 82 post game shows we got through it together we could not have gotten through it without everybody contributing in the live chat seriously we appreciate you more than you can ever know everyone in the discord as well everyone who was here tonight it was an unbelievable year and i can't wait when we can all do this together when this team is a winning team and it will happen it will so keep the faith yeah leave it that's okay i'm used to it i'm used to it it's okay Fine. oh my Whatever. gosh all right we're off the rails all right here. well from all of us here at phnx thank you so 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 much follow us on twitter at phnx underscore coyotes Follow PHNX Sports across all platforms. Subscribe to PHNX Sports on YouTube because we will be back live on Monday. We'll, we'll not be missing a step at all. Everyone, we made it. 82 games, year one of the tank, year one of the rebuild. We did it, and everybody, we'll see you on Monday. Punch Have a good weekend. Complete.